This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Things Guy podcast, where we feature good news and good people from South Africa to the world. This week, I'm excited because we have an organization that is helping the youth in South Africa. And to tell us a little bit more about MOT, which is apparently pronounced moot, we've got, or moot, is it moot, moot, moe? We're going to find out. We've got the country director, Viola, in studio. Viola, welcome to Good Things Guy. Brent, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. And I want to just say thanks for the hard work you guys do to bring such good news to everybody. And just welcome to your listeners as well. I'm excited to tell them about Mut. Mut, um, Mut, that's how you pronounce that's it. Pronounced. Okay, yeah. so, so I was, I was <laughs> sort of on the mark with it. Um, let's, let's get into it. What is Mut, South Africa? Great stuff. So Brent, Mut is actually, let me start off with saying, Mut is an amazing organization. We are an NPO, an NGO, and we do great work with youth. Mut started out in Norway um, about 20 years ago, started out in the mind of an amazing gentleman named um, Atle, and Atle was an Olympian. And he actually, when he was a youth himself, actually started planting the seeds of mut. So mut is a Norwegian word, which means courage. And so obviously, you, you know, just anybody looking at our website will see that courage plays a huge part in our tools um, to deal with the youth and actually help youth in South Africa. So, um, yeah, that's who we are. That's how it's pronounced. And we started out in Norway. We've been in South Africa for 15 years earlier um, in, sorry, to 2023 in October, we celebrated our 15th birthday. So we were very excited and very honored to celebrate 15 years of influencing and impacting the youth in South Africa in October last year. Yeah, and that is a milestone for any organization, for any charity, for any business to to get past three years, five years, ten years. To make it to 15 years is is a huge accolade. And it, it must be because the work you do is so incredibly important and supported. So, so Viola, perhaps tell the listeners and myself, um, what sort of work are you doing with the youth? Okay, so great. We... we... The whole idea behind MUT is to give our youth a better future. At this point in time, we've worked with over 89,000 youth in South Africa. We are in five, we're in five provinces. We're in the Western Cape, Northern Cape, Eastern Cape, um, KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng. And we work with youth there. We work at colleges, mainly TVET colleges. We work with um, schools. And what we look to do is we look to help in a very proactive way. And Brent, that's very important. It's a proactive approach to working with youth and helping them transition from adolescence to adulthood. You see, one thing that we've realized is that we have, as, as, and mainly as adults, we've actually let our youth down. We've, um, you know, we've really just asked them to sort of, either we take everything out of their hands and do everything for them, leaving them feeling hopeless and helpless. Or what we do is we just completely leave them alone and then they flounder, just trying to figure out life for themselves. And so what it really does is we build three values into the minds of our youth. 
the first value is the courage to care. And with courage to care, we actually talk about the fact that it is so important for a young person to learn how to not just care for themselves, but to care for others if they want to be part of a community and be part of building the community and society that they live in. And then the second one is the courage to live. And there we speak, Brent, about, you know, how do I have self-leadership? How do I lead myself? How do I lead others? We know that the stats are scary in terms of how many young people are actually being raised in child-headed households. So how do we start giving our kids these leadership qualities, just getting them to understand how to prioritize all the responsibilities they have? How do I prioritize these responsibilities correctly? And then, of course, the final value, we've got courage to care, courage to live, and then the courage to say no, which I know if any of the adult listeners are honest, we all still struggle with that as adults. So we end up, you know, doing these dishonest yeses as opposed to an honest no. And so we talk about having the courage to say no, especially saying no to the things that are not going to help you get to the vision you have for yourself and your future. So how do we make sure that our kids have the tools to build boundaries and to effectively have those boundaries as part of their everyday life? So learning to say no to the things that are going to take them away from that final version of who they would love to be. I'm, I'm listening to you and I kind of feel... Like there's, a, you mentioned with adults not being able to say no, but I kind of feel like there are millions of adults walking around this planet yes. that could that could learn these three skills and and benefit from actually learning from them. So I guess my question is, what what has the benefit been like, and and have I mean, do you have case studies of how the kids' lives have changed when they've gone through the MUT um, course, if I can call it that? You know, Brent, every day I have a, I have a day where I'm going like, oh, you know, I, could, I couldn't get a funder to, to sign on the bottom, you know, sign the bottom line. Or I've had a funder pull out funding. And you, know, you just have those days where you're going like, oh, this is not a good day. And then I pick up the phone or I get a call from one of our mood coaches telling me about the amazing impact of this program on the lives of our kids. And I just gives me the energy to go ahead. So I just continue to, you know, just like just carry on forging forward. So the I think one of the important things for me to share with the listeners is the research that has been done. So the University of the Western Cape, they, um, one of the research departments that focuses on post-school studies, um, did a program where they looked at the impact of MOOCs specifically at our colleges. And we've had three main results, which I'm very, very proud of. Um, in just generally speaking, one of the things we know is that it builds up a level of mental resilience and mental strength, which I think our young people desperately need considering everything that they're facing. So it builds up a level of mental resilience. And what is the evidence of that? The first point that we were able to look at is in colleges, one of the biggest challenges for all the colleges is the dropout rate of students. So students start out the year um, ready for college, but sort of halfway through the year or halfway through their diploma, they, they actually drop out. When the kids do much, they have a higher retention of kids. So kids have that mental resilience and that mental strength to just keep on going, even when it seems so difficult. Transport's a problem. Fees are a problem. You know, all those things become a problem. But the 
program gives them that mental resilience to stay the course. So the retention is reduced. The retention is much, much higher in terms of the student numbers and, the, and really just having our students see through their, um, their diploma or degree. The second thing that we know from our research is that the students who do MOOC perform better academically. So what that means is that they actually more of them are passing. And that's something, of course, that we want to know. We want to make sure that our kids pass, that they make a success of their of their of their um, education. And then the third thing that we were able to look at, and we found evidence for overwhelming evidence for, is that they did a better quality of pass. So, in other words, it was at least one symbol higher. So, kids who did moot who would, under normal circumstances, have gotten a C, were now getting a B because of the program. It just made them focus so you know we spoke about prioritizing with that courage to live it helped them to learn to focus and prioritize correctly and so they could actually get much better results so we know that the mood program works um and then we've also done another bit of research and that bit of research is with our henry mba students and all the this research is available from us where the Hindi MBA students said that Moot as a brand is a highly trusted brand by our stakeholders. Our stakeholders know that when funders or stakeholders invest in Moot, they will get the results um, from that investment that they've asked us for. So at the moment, we're very excited because we anticipate some more research coming out of the Grassy Park area where Moot worked with a cluster of schools in Grassy Park, Lotus, um, and Zika Play, and we also worked with Fairmount, three schools facing incredible challenges with gangsterism and um, addiction. We've now completed three years of MUT at those schools, and we're now busy looking at the results. And so we anticipate that one of the researchers working with us is going to now um, give us the results of that research, and we anticipate that it's going to be very, very positive and sort of on the lines that say MUT works if MUT is in a school, if MUT is in a college, it fundamentally changes the way um, kids respond to their education. And I, and I would imagine then uh, that those skills that these kids have learned during these, these phases in their different life cycles, whether it's at school or at college, that would continue to be amazing skills to have as an adult. And, and I just need to add in here the areas that you're working in, I've been to some of those schools in Grassy Park and they, they desperately needed um, needed a little bit of love, a little bit of kindness and exactly what you're doing. Uh, I want to speak about funding for a second because you've mentioned it twice now. So where does the funding come from? And, um, and, and do the kids, is it something that they have to pay for or is it sponsored by the funders? So it's sponsored by funders. Um, we have loads of funders. And if you visit our website, I don't want to mention one and leave the other one out. But I think <laughs> we've got loads of funders that focus on, on funding. And we are so, so grateful for them and so grateful to them. We also have individuals who come to us and just say to us, look, you know, we want to make a contribution because you guys are amazing, you rock, you do amazing work. We also find that a lot of our moot youth who become moot adults, um, exactly what you were to, what you were alluding to, Brent, they stay, you know, they stay in the moot family. And um, we find that many of those adults sort of volunteer their time, want to be part of moot and also volunteer some funding because we cannot do what we want to do and what 
we need to do with our funding. Um, I also want to add that, you know, one of the challenges for us is that our funding needs to be committed for two to three years because Mood works with a school for that long. Um, and I, I want to just let you know that one of the things we do and part of working with the school for so long is to create a level of sustainability so that the school can actually continue running the program without the sort of direct involvement of Mood because we actually train educators to be our Mood coaches. One of the things we also know from research in these areas that we work in, the kids do not have role models. They don't have role models. So when we find an educator who's enthusiastic about youth, who wants to do that little bit extra for youth, and they become these mood coaches, these kids now have somebody that they can look at every single day at school. Um, there's a different language that's spoken because of the mood program. There's a different philosophy. There's a different approach to life. They see a mood coach who's got that philosophy, who's got that enthusiasm for life, has, who's got that understanding of where they come from, understanding who they are. And they've now got somebody that they can talk to, somebody who's willing to be invested in them. And so our mood coaches, actually, when we started a school, we work with grade eights. It's important for us to start with the grade eights. They come from all over the area. They come into a new school. We start creating a new culture in that new school that says, I can care for other people. I have the courage to say no. I have the courage to love. And then in grade, year two, we do grade eights and nines. And in year three, we, we actively you sort of, exit our active engagement. That school has mood coaches in grade 8, grade 9, grade 10. We've got mood youth in grade 8, grade 9, and grade 10. And we've got mood parents because we work with the community, we work with the parents, we work with the kids, we work with the educators. So it's a very holistic approach. But funding has to be committed for two to three years. Viola, if a, if a teacher is listening right now or if a South African, any South African, if they're listening right now, and they think to themselves, how can I get involved to help Mut? What is it that they need to do? Where do they need to go? Okay, they first of all need to accept my virtual hug that I'm sending them and the <laughs> congratulations that I'm sending them for being amazing and wanting to assist us. They can contact us on info, info at mut.org.za or they can contact me at viola at mut.org.za and they're also welcome to join us on our socials, to following us on our socials, which is Mood South Africa. South Africa is written out in full. And we're on all the platforms. They'll find us on all social platforms, the mainstream social platforms. I just want all the listeners to, to remember that even though it is pronounced Mut, it is spelt M-O-T. So you're looking at M-O-T, uh, but Mut South Africa is what you're looking for. And um, Viola, thank you so much for spending your time with us today and telling us about this incredible organization. It excites me. And um, I'm going to quote that terrible cliche thing that people say, but the children really are the future. And if we can, give them, if we can give them the skills... Uh, to be able to to do good things in their life, then then it'll only make our country and our world so much better. If you've been inspired by this uh, by this chat, if you want to get involved, if you want to make a difference, then please get hold of Viola and the team. I'm sure they will appreciate it. Viola, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. We had fun. Thank Abs you. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners, as I always say, I'm going to wish you only good things. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com. Okay? Love you. Bye.